This is the Village Church Q&A podcast, where our goal is to create digital, shareable, and helpful content to make disciples who will go, grow, and overcome. Hey, Village Church. Welcome back to the Village Church Q&A podcast. Pastor Tim and Pastor Michael with you. And listeners, we have three favors to ask of you each week and each day. And we want to just review those with you very quickly. The first one is we want them to submit a question. And yep. how do they do that, Michael? One of two ways. VCOB.org. That's the Village Church's website right on the homepage. It says submit a question for Q&A podcast. Number two. The new app. The new app. And uh, so... Right on the homepage, the first page of the app, you scroll down to the bottom, it says submit a Q&A question. You can do it anonymously, and uh, yeah, so you can turn in questions. And number way. two, we want to make sure that you're sharing this podcast or any of our podcasts with your friends, family members, co-workers, yep. as we say, foes. I challenge people. Yeah. Share this. Share it with, with someone that's, you know, you're just struggling with and you want them to <laughs> yeah. know. Here's a challenge. Share it with Tim and I. Oh, yeah. yeah that would try be that one. That yeah. way we'll know you're listening to this it, one. Would that make us a foe? I don't know what that <laughs> means us, but... And then number three, we want you to rate and review this yes, at please. the iTunes store. Please do that for us. We are not begging you, but we are asking you kindly. Yeah. So here is our question. Uh, what, before I ask the question, you said you were going to ask it. So I'm going to let you ask this question. <laughs> All right. This is a re- this question is a response to a number of podcasts and a sermon that I did on work. Yeah, and, I remember uh, that. And so here's the question: What standard of living should my millennial child expect when they enter the workforce? The question goes on, and they asked, "I feel like they expect my standard of living right off the bat, but I worked 25 years to get to this place." Oh, I'm feeling this parent. Yes, yes, yeah, for sure. Yes. So, um. I'm a dad of two millennials. They're they're both married now. One has one child and the other one is expecting. Ooh, that's great news. And so I'm not going to tell you which one is which, but if you know me, you know what the truth is. So here, here's what we talk with our kids as they were growing up, going into the workforce. Our kids, believe it or not, we had them do chores at our house and they knew that part of being in the family was taking responsibilities of things like the clothes, the dishes, the, um, you know, odds and ends jobs at at the house. Because that's what I said in our podcast previously. I said, don't give a kid an allowance to do their duties. No, no, no. Make them work. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Shared responsibilities. No one pays my wife, their mom. No one pays her for doing the laundry. No one pays me for cutting the grass or shoveling the snow or, you know, helping with the dishes. No one pays me. So I'm a big advocate of don't pay your kids. Don't give them the entitlement mentality that if they do normal expected responsibilities for other family members that we should pay our kids. I think you're setting up a child for entitlement mentality by doing that. Now, if they go over and above that, for example, my son was like 17, 18 years old. He was very responsible. He needed a little extra money. I said, son, how do you feel about painting the side of the house? And he was responsible enough. I knew he could do a good job. And I said, if you'll do this, this is over and above. I will pay you and I will pay you a fair wage. Now, I'm not going to pay him union painter do you know uh fees but i paid him very well for doing a good job and i said the better you do the better i'll pay you you know it's no different than in the workforce that's teaching him responsibility and we did that with our daughter and we did that with you know 
on and on throughout junior high, high school and, you know, uh, college years as well. And so we talked about this quite a bit about, look, at one point you're going to graduate college. At one point you are going to get married. And we started talking to them crazy enough when they were in junior high. And we told them up, you know, up until that point, look, we are praying for your future spouse um, or if God will allow you to get married someday, we are praying for that now in junior high. And we were actually doing that before them, but we told them that in junior high. So they knew what mom and dad were, were doing for them. But we were talking to them and setting them up for when they do leave, because as a parent, I know as hard as this is to take, responsible parents raise their children to leave the home and leave successfully leave in such a way that they can leave with their own faith grounded in the truth of scripture, knowing that what they've been raised in as from, in my case, pastor kids, but that we wanted them to have their faith and own their faith for themselves. So we wanted them to leave owning their own faith with the understanding is when you do move out, please don't expect to have the things that your mom and dad have right off the get-go. It's not going to happen. That's why I said, you know, I really feel this parent. Yep. I, I hear what the parent's yep. saying. And, and we felt this, you know, many years ago when our kids were younger, and we were trying to head it off at yeah. the pass at the beginning. Generationally, you have um, the greatest generation, the veterans, yes. the depression generation. Mm-hmm. And uh anecdotally and just i mean books are written on this their desire was to give their kids a better life yeah and i i think every parent wants that for their kids totally they want their children to have a better life than what they had yep. and when when a boomer yeah. raised by this generation goes into the workforce they had tons of opportunities right way more than millennials even currently have now just it's a different it was a different world for sure it's a different economy and so the boomers made exponentially more money than their moms and dads right and the moms and dads were happy about that that was a good thing yep um the challenge is um boomers and xyers who who have raised the millennial generation um I, I don't want to give a sweeping like statement of, of failure or success, but by and large, these kids are getting out of the house, not as equipped as they were right, and expecting a standard of living. Mm-hmm. So they've grown up um, not having to work as much by and large, not everybody. I'm not trying to sweep an entire right. generation, but by and large, um, less equipped to enter the workforce and uh, by and large have more hobbies, yeah. um, much more hobbies that they expect to be fully funded. And so um, the hard reality that we've seen is that moms and dads are subsidizing their children, uh, yeah. their new marriages, these new mm-hmm. families, um, because the kids really want the standard of living. And the, the reality is that it is very good for a young, newly married couple to live off of what they make. Yeah. They Whatever that learn, is. They learn have to learn to do that. Right. Live by the means that you have been provided. Right. So we, Brianna and I, my wife, we do a lot of premarital for young couples. Yeah. And when absolutely. we go through the money part of it, um, here's what we find. They, typically, there are discretionary budgets for their hobbies. Usually, it's eating out <laughs> and different things. So they will. we will find couples who will say, we don't have enough money to get married. And here's what many of them are saying. We don't have enough money to get married. 
and keep, keep my our, hobby, our, my hobby yeah. and my standard of living yeah. and our eating out and mm-hmm. our travel and whatnot. And, um, and so there's, and here's where we could get upset with the generation for this. And I'll say what I said before, this millennial generation, if you're going to have this in your home, they raised up and percolated in your home. Yeah. And so if they came out, someone's got to take responsibility for this. And I don't honestly, even though I think the millennial generation is responsible for their decisions and they have to own that. Yeah. It's my generation that unfortunately has failed them. Yes. And I, I, I'm slower to say that because I am not of your generation, but uh, there is a sense of ownership where we have to own that. And Gen Xers and boomers really have to do some hard gut wrenching, soul searching, probably even confession. And so when your kid gets married and they want you to give them a down payment for a house and they want you to give them money and subsidize their living, um, you got to take a hard step back and say, maybe, maybe you should do that. Yeah. Maybe you should support and provide for your family. You know, I know that's a hard discussion, but yeah, um, that is difficulty is the, the boomer generation, the generation that I'm in, we have been financially given more opportunities to make more money. Yep. You know, we have been blessed. If you want to use that term, we've accumulated enough income that when our daughter says, Hey, I'm going to get married. I finally found that guy. And we, you know, vet the guy through and say, okay, so honey, what kind of wedding do you want? And she comes back with a price tag of 30 grand, which is right now the average wedding mm-hmm. for a millennial is somewhere between twenty five and thirty five thousand dollars when the final Stressed. bill is paid. Yeah. Now, when Renee and I got married many, many years ago, we paid for our own wedding. Our parents yeah. did not help us. Well, you were trained to work. Trained to work. And that is what the veteran greatest generation did for you Mm -hmm. is they trained you to work and they expected you to work and culture expected you to leave. You hit the nail on the head. The boomer Gen X generation has not put the same mandates or expectations on their kids. They've said, do you want to leave? I really like having you around. I like being a mom. I like feeding you. I like doing your dishes. I like doing your laundry, you know? Uh, No, you don't have to work. You got... You'll get to that later, you know, and the problem is we're raising monsters. Yeah, but we've we've enabled that mentality. And the other side of this coin is that millennials, by and large, are are the first set of uh, young people that they graduate from high school. And the expectation is that they will all go to college, Mm -hmm. that all of them will have a further education beyond high school. The expectation was not like that in my generation. In my generation, the expectation is you graduate from high school, you get in the workforce, you know, you find a spouse, you get married, you start having babies, you start being responsible as an adult. So that's the mentality that my generation was raised with. Millennials are raised with, no, you you graduate from high school, then you spend four more years as a student, Mm -hmm. and as a student, you are not in the workforce, you are a student, and you're still under uh, the watch care of your parents, Mm -hmm. and so parents are naturally going to care and provide and pay for their college and the things Which is not go, necessarily bad. Not necessarily yeah. bad. Nope, not necessarily bad. And, and I'm not my saying- My parents paid for my college. Yeah. And I'm very grateful. And we helped our kids pay for their college, but then they had to pay for- the, Part of it. Yeah, yeah, part of it as well. Yep. But these kids, and I, 
I hate using that term because they're not kids. They're young adults. Mm -hmm. These millennials that are going to college, they, they graduate with a, a bachelor's degree and some of them go on for a master's degree. Mm -hmm. They have this education. They have no experience in the workforce. So they, they instantly expect I have a bachelor's degree. Therefore, yeah. I am not going to take a job that is minimum wage. Yeah. I am not going to take a subpar job because I have this education. Yep. And then some of them graduate and they do internships and they have master's degrees and they expect, well, I'm going to get paid with what my education level Which would be. does not always work out that way. If you're and, an and IT, it, it does. Yeah. <laughs> and, and the truth of it is yeah. the the education that they have gives them a sense that they are more valuable yeah. to our economic society or culture, and yet they have no experience. They have yeah. no practical work experience. And what they do is they get out of, of college. Mm -hmm. And if mom and dad have paid for it, then they don't have a debt, but they don't have any, they don't have any experience. So it's hard for them to get a job mm. or they get, if they're paying for their own college, they get out of debt and they're somewhere between 30 and $50,000 in debt yeah, it's for so their sad. college education. And even if they get a decent paying job, they have this uh, education debt so such a burden on them that they're paying for that thing yep. for 10 years or more. Yep. And, you know, you think about that, you graduate from college at 21, you're paying on that college until you're 31 or At beyond yeah and yep. how how do you how do you really start off life with where your parents um the the boomer generation parent would have been mm. at 30 because at 30 i had no college debt i had been in the workforce for 15 years yep see at 30 i had forty thousand dollars of student loan debt mm. Um, and I already paid off a bunch of it, yeah. you know, and, uh, that was all for my, my masters. Um, that was my wife and I, so I should be clear that that was yeah. a joint debt. Um, thankfully it's paid off now, but, um, it was exhausting. It hung over our heads, but that is the reality we lived in now. Yep. That's now, where I, we're at I would today. also say that is an economy developed also by boomer culture, but that's yes. a different, you know, mm -hmm. um, but, I agree. but there it is uh, incredibly challenging because for us, we had $800 a month that came off the top of our income. Just to go to debt? Just to go to debt, yeah. you know? And um, I remember I had uh, I applied for a job. It was like in 2006, and it was for a church. And um, they wanted to pay me $25,000 a year. Mm. And and I was like, look, uh, what's, eight th what's 800 times 12? Uh, $8,900, $9,600. Bucks. Yeah, I said, yeah. off the bat. Right, you're going to take off Social Security and taxes and whatnot, but then I have ninety six hundred dollars a year minimally that just comes off. I'm left with like eight thousand dollars or ten thousand dollars a year right. to live off of, <laughs> and rent was like a thousand dollars a month minimally right. where they were at, and uh, it was just a hard reality that um, my education um, was not going to subsidize my twenties, mm -hmm. a job that was going to be able to cover my debt. It was just it was it was frustrating. It was hard. So you could pay. Uh, a young person, $40,000 a year. Um, but after they're paying off their debt load, um, they don't have that much money left over. Yeah, it might be a $28,000 salary, that's right. you know? So it's just a different world. It's very challenging. I have a prophetic word about millennials. Okay. Um, we are going to raise our kids very differently. Uh, even though we expect as a generation and want certain things, we are not going to give it away. 
Yeah. Um, I'm already seeing that with young parents. They mm-hmm. have a v- it's interesting because what we, I'll just put myself, what we want from our parents, we will not give to our kids. Yeah. Um, by and large, I believe that there's going to be another generational shift. And, and let's be honest, my kids, they're going to raise, they're going to grow up. They're going to point their finger at me <laughs> and they're going to say, you're so this, you're so that yeah. generationally, look what you did to yep. America. And they're going to be right. And their yeah. kids are going to grow up and they're going to, their kids are going to look at them and say, look what you post-millennial generation did to <laughs> you know, America and to us and, and every generation has got its issues. Every generation has its virtues, yeah. but, but this is one of the realities that, um, we, we need to learn to live off of the standard of living that God has given us That's right. and that standard of living should prioritize providing for my family, providing for my church, um, doing good in society. Yep. And then I create a standard of living after I have made sure that everyone has what they need. That's right. Um, that's, Basically, we used to say, just live within your means. Live within your means. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you can't, as a beginning millennial into yeah. the workforce, you cannot expect. I mean, you can expect, yep. but it's not reality. And the reality is you cannot start with where your parents are after you know yep. being down the road 25, 30 years yep. beyond you. When we got married, um, I was 23. We had a 500 square foot apartment and I didn't die. I, know. I almost died from not having a dishwasher. That was annoying. But, <laughs> uh, but we made it, doggone it, yep. you know, and um, lived in a condo for 11 years after that thousand square foot condo didn't die that's right you know three kids two dogs two parents in a smaller place it was fine you know like um and that's where you live within your means yeah just don't get caught up in you know as as we're not competing with anybody don't compete with the joneses across the street there's no need to i really like the joneses they're so nice i I like the joneses i I know some and they're great people (sighs) well i think we beat this question to death so um in a good way. I, I hope way. so. You know, and, and whoever submitted this question, I say you better sit down with your, you know, your millennial mm. and just have a heart to heart, helpful conversation. And what excites me is that the millennials that are becoming parents now, without throwing my generation under the bus, they have seen how we, my generation has, has messed up, how we have entitled our children in this area mm. and they say hey we're not going to do this we've we naturally would love to have yeah. what our parents have but we understand that's not reality and yeah. it is so exciting to see that you know as a as you know someone who has millennial kids yep. myself amen so um next week tim we are going to bring in three of our four um female staff members of village church oh, yeah. deborah jam papa bethany thomas lydia dawson we want to give our audience just a little sneak peek into our staff and what it's like to be a woman who works in um, our church and uh, what they do. It's really uh, so. I'm very, very excited about the conversations. I am too. And these I are think funny women, but they are wonderful, godly yep. women. And then at the end on Friday, uh, at the last day of the week, we <laughs> we're getting our <laughs> ladies we together. Coming. And we just want to let you know, audience, we, we're about to release another rap song. Oh, and, yes. uh, so look forward to that next Friday. It's going to change your life. So we'll see you on Monday. Monday.